0: it helps my other forms of business. So if I'm doing private lending, my private lenders see me on TV. If I have a conversation, they're like, oh, I've seen you on TV. It's so easy to sell because the credibility's there. They feel like they know and trust me. This is the Naked Truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another No BS episode right
1: now. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Javier Hinojo, of the Naked Truth about real estate investing. And today, we have Tony Javier, or Javier... I'm not sure how you pronounce his name because my first name is Javier. And one thing that I didn't tell you before we started recording is my middle, I used to go by Anthony or Tony because my middle name is Anthony. So I used to be, you're kidding. I used to be Tony Javier, right? People used to call me Tony all the time. And uh, then, you know, Javier was, went away. So we're kind of have opposite first and last name, which is pretty, pretty cool. But Tony, so nice to have you on the show. Let us know a little bit about you, where you're from. And I know it's morning for you and it's afternoon for me.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, man. I love, uh, love meeting people like yourself and, and doing some high level stuff, high level conversation. So, so, yeah, so I've been investing in real estate for 20 years now, done close to a thousand flips over the last 20 years. So, I've been through just about anything you can think of. You know, the first 10 years of my business were a lot different than the last 10. So, you know, people ask me, what would I have done differently starting out? So I guess I'll go ahead and tell you how I started first. So you, are you familiar with Carlton Sheets? No down payment yeah, system? Yeah. No
1: down payment, no money down. Of course. That's, no that's, money that's down. That's like, I think that was, you know, everybody who's mostly who's starting in real estate, they got no money down.
0: Yeah. 70s, 80s, and 90s. He was huge on TV. So I saw his commercial, spent 200 bucks on, on the course. And within, I think it was about five months, I had my first property and wow. just start, started started burring properties back in uh, 2001. So 20, I guess, 21 years ago. Uh, so that's how I got started, and um, you know, from that day, I pretty much bought properties with no money down. Even to this day, even though I have a lending company myself, I still raise money for my deals and I still buy properties with no money down. So that's um, that's how I got, kind of got started. And uh, like I said, I've been through a lot over the last twenty years. And you know, people ask me what I would do differently starting out twenty years ago, and there's typically two answers that I that I give them. One is is to create a community of support. So like, even just like you and I having this conversation, now you and I are connected. We met in a mastermind group, right? right? So we kind of, you know, I'm already connected to to a group there and you and I are creating this relationship. So I don't know where it's going to go, but there's so many things that I would have done 20 years ago with creating relationships that it took me a long time to do. And a lot of that is just having a support system because there's a lot of stuff that that can happen in your business to where if you have people you can talk to and lean on. And and the biggest thing for me is once I started getting a part of mastermind groups and getting coaches and stuff like that, I realized the mistakes that I had were common. You know, when you first start out and you start having mistakes, you're like, man, am I am I am I that's am I not doing this right? Am, you know, not smart enough for this? I mean, you just kind of doubt yourself when things start happening. So I love being a part of uh, of groups. And then what you and I are probably going to jump into is you know TV. Nine years ago, I ended up getting into TV commercials for real estate, uh, finding motivated sellers. And I was one of the first investors around the country to to get on TV. I, there's only one or two other investors I know. Of. I think actually one other investor I know of that has been on T- on TV longer than me. And it's something now that I'm really passionate about doing for my clients is getting them on TV as well. So you know 20 years ago i started as a uh, rehabber and flipper doing basically burrs the first 10 properties i actually ever did i used the burr method so i actually i don't want to say i invented the burr but i I've, I've been you know doing burr since burr was an actual thing or an actual term. And then, uh, you know, today I have a lending business. So we do gap funding for real estate investors where we fund down payments for real estate investors, which there's really no other company that I know of that's doing that. We can also bring the first position now as well. So we can fund 100% of people's deals. And then I spend. A lot of my time on that, as well as getting our clients on TV around the country. So, about six years ago, I was fortunate enough to be able to automate my business to where my team in Wichita, Kansas runs my operation, and I live in San Diego, California.
1: Uh, I love San Diego.
0: Yeah. That's my favorite place in the U.S. So, that's why I got my dad
1: to uh, move over here from San Diego to uh, North Carolina. I love the weather, and I got my dad to move to North Carolina from San Diego. And people ask me, how in the world did you do that? Because, uh, I think San Diego is one of the few places on earth that has like this perfect weather, you know, which is perfect weather. And, uh, all right. People move, people, you know, move there all the time. People move out. I don't know why they move out, but if I would move to California, it'd be San Diego.
0: Well, I can tell you why people move out It's either taxes and this day it's, it's politics. I mean, honestly, we're thinking about moving as well. I mean, I would have another, I would still have a second home here. I'd probably visit all the time, but the, you know, taxes are really high. Prices of housing is ridiculous. I mean, you can't find anything under, under a million dollars, really, and you know anything really nice is two to three million dollars, and then just the politics and stuff. But other than that, it's it's, it's hard to beat. It's it it'll be tough, even if we do decide to do that.
1: Cool. So, want to hit a couple of points. You talked about you're one of the you're the inventor of Burr. So, you heard it here first on the Naked Truth. <laughs> this is the Naked Truth about real estate investing. So, Tony Javier invented the Burr method.
0: No. That's right. Someone uh, someone took what I did and put a name to it. Yeah, That's put what a name happened. to it,
1: right? That's awesome. You know, you have been investing for 20 years, which is awesome. And one of the things you said that you would do right off the bat is uh, make those connections, right? Networking. I'm a big advocate for networking. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for my network. And one of the you hit the nail on the head where you said. Sometimes you feel like you have this problem that like, oh man, I'm going to tell this to everybody. And I'm going to feel like, man, I'm an idiot. But then you say it and everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah. I just dealt with that like two years ago. Or I'm with that right now. Or, hey, I just, this is what I did. Or somebody connect you with somebody saying, hey, this, how, this guy had the same problem. and hey, Go talk to him, right? Let's see how you can, let's see how he solved it. So it was definitely very important. So you would definitely say network a lot sooner than later.
0: Yeah, and it's not just network. Network is a pretty loose term. So networking, I could just go to a a meetup group and go network, right? So that that's kind of a more of a casual, you know, networking. But really, it's creating a network that you talk to and meet with very frequently. So I have a mastermind myself now uh, because it helped me tremendously over the last you know five to ten years. Mastermind groups have. So I run a mastermind group myself where we get on a call once a week and we get to talk about what's working for everybody what's not working for everybody and we just we just bring our things that are working really well well and bring our issues to the table and i'm a part of many the many many groups like that as well so it's not just networking per se so just so people understand it's really creating a network that you can lean on consistently Either every day, every week, every month, every year, whatever it, whatever it happens to be, and they you've you've heard the term your net worth is in direct proportion to your network, and when you're creating your network, step up your game. Like you know your network, you you want to get people that are at your level or even higher. And If you get the people that are much higher than you, it just totally raises up your mindset because you get to see, like for instance, first mastermind I ever joined, One of the first guys I sat next to was doing a thousand transactions a year, a thousand. I was doing, I think at the time, 50 flips a year. And I thought I was kind of hot sauce, you know? And then I sit next to this guy and he's like, Yeah, I do do a thousand deals a year. And I'm like, A thousand deals a year? And like, and then I meet another guy and he's doing a hundred deals a year, another guy doing 250 deals a year. And I'm like, I feel a little bit smaller which is can be good right? I, you know as long as you don't judge yourself a little bit too much of like why am I not doing that but it's more of like wow 100 is possible 150 is possible shit 1000 is possible why can I not do a 1000 if I really wanted to but there's also that balance too right? Cuz some people chase you know the hundreds of deals but they don't really have much of a life right so for me I want to build all these big businesses but I don't want to work any harder I work forty hours a week I run five different businesses and I have really good people that that run a lot of this stuff for me so yeah so just you know raising your your mindset and having that support with other people that uh, that you associate yourself with
1: uh, that's awesome that's awesome great advice guys everybody listening in if you're starting out I know this this audience we got some people starting out we got some seasoned investors and we got some pretty heavy hitters that listen to this uh, podcast, but man, there's, there's some great advice that uh, Tony's given us. So make sure you take that to heart. And for sure, I agree 1000% on the masterminds. Uh, would not be where I'm at if it was not for masterminds. And I like that. The fact that you said, hey, networking is just networking, but you said relationships, right? Building those relationships. That's where the magic happens, for sure. So I appreciate you sharing that. So let's, let's transition a little bit now to uh, TV, right? Tell me a little bit about TV, what you do for your clients. Like, What's your typical client just kind of give me the big picture, right? If I was coming in, and say, "Hey Tony, how can you help me with my uh, with my business with uh, with doing TV?" And one yeah. other question I want to talk about is how TV helped. Was it good or bad during COVID? So we'll talk about that in the second question.
0: Yeah. So right now it's really competitive. I got in this business twenty years ago. I mean, you had to go in the newspaper and call. You had to download the MLS on your computer. It wasn't even it wasn't even fully internet based. So things have changed over 20 years, about five years ago, maybe closer to, yeah, three to five years ago, I started seeing just a ton of competition hit the market. And I think it's podcasts and all that kind of stuff that, and YouTube and access to information that showed people how to, to invest in real estate and become investors tomorrow if they want to. So you have everybody that's you know learning how to cold call, learning how to text. If they have enough money, they're doing postcards. So really, it's not necessarily like a bunch of big companies that are coming into different areas. It's just you have hundreds of investors now in different areas that are soaking up the inventory that are buying the property. So it's much tougher to find deals. So the way... That I was able to separate myself from the competition nine years ago was TV commercials. So I had a guy that was doing $2 million a year with his construction business on TV. And he's like, Man, you need to talk to my media guy. We're crushing it on TV and he could probably help you as well. So I called the media guy. His name's Drew. And you know, he negotiated the spots for me. He did the production. I put the scripts together and did some stuff on my end but he made it really easy for me to get on TV. So nine years ago, got on TV first month, spent three grand and made $35,000. So that's nice. So from, So yeah, so from then I was hooked. I'm like, okay, so over the last nine years, it's just built a ton of credibility. I've probably spent an average of about two hours on managing my TV commercials. And because my media guide does the ad spend for me, when we shoot a commercial, if it does well, I typically don't touch it for at least six to 12 months. You know, it's so automated. And then on top of that, it adds, it helps my other forms of business. So if I'm doing private lending, my private lenders see me on TV, right? So if I have a conversation, they're like, Oh, I've seen you on TV. Like, it's so easy to sell because the credibility's there right they just yep. they already they feel like they know and trust me and then when our team gets calls and meets with sellers they treat us you know way differently when they know we're on tv as compared to any other lead that we get so the credibility's there there's little to no competition in most markets So people are like, we're getting the buzzword out about TV. So there's some people outside of us doing TV, which, you know, it's very hard to do TV and a lot of them fail. You've got to have all the bits and, you know, the pieces together. And we've got all the data over nine years and we know what works really well. The return on investments is great. The direct return on investment, we're getting anywhere from five to 10 X for our business over the years. 11X is actually 11 times return on our money is the best that we've done. And most of our clients are doing five to 10 times on their ad spend. So if they're spending five grand in a month, they're getting back anywhere from 25 to 50,000 a month in profits. And we have clients that are spending 5,000 a month and getting a hundred thousand or more in some months. So it, it produces very well. So about a year and a half ago... I had someone approach me and they're like, you've done TV for longer than anybody I know and you're doing really well with it. Why don't you take your system and help other real estate investors plug it into their market? And so rather than creating just another program out there where I just sell someone a program and they go do it themselves, I called my media guy. They got me on TV nine years ago. And I said, hey, if I put this together, would you be willing to do the ad negotiations, the production, basically take 95% of the work off of our clients And do the implementation for them. And he's like, let's go. I've got a team. I can, you know, he's been doing media for over 20 years. He knows it like the back of his hand. So we launched a program about a year and a half ago, getting real estate investors on TV throughout the country. And, you know, we're 120 strong right now that are in our program doing TV. And pretty much everybody is doing well because little to no competition, the return on investment's great, and they're just crushing it. So that's what we do.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So I know I've heard some uh, folks that are doing TV, and um, they definitely like it. It's one of the top, uh, if not the top, getting deal flow. Uh, especially now, like you mentioned before, right? Everybody has access to to text messages. Everybody has access sending, you know, postcards, things like that. But if you're gonna, if you're in a competitive market, right, and you got a brand new wholesaler who's got twenty five hundred bucks in the bank account, right, which you know, not, nothing wrong with that. you just getting started, right? He's not going to probably spend five grand a month doing TV ads, right? So if you're already been you know, if you got some cash, right? If you got some money, you can definitely stand out from the competition. You know, what, what would you say to that, Tony?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. You know, the thing about TV is even the big investors. Like I talked to an investor a few months ago, and he's like, "I heard you launched this program." You know, I'd known him for a while, and uh, we had someone on TV in his market, and he said, "You know, what would it cost to, to get on TV in, in my market?" And I, and I told him. And he goes, that's it? He goes, I would have done TV a long time ago. He goes, I've got someone in my market that I know doing TV. Um, one of the only guys, if not the only guy doing it. And he's like, I thought it was going to be 30000 a month, 40000 a month, 50000 a month to get on TV. So when I told him that number, so there's a huge barrier of entry, right? Just the mindset of people saying, yep. number one, they don't think about TV mostly, right? Like as a real estate investor, most people don't go, oh, I'm going to go do a TV commercial. Two, if they do think about TV, they think it's way too expensive. And then just the other parts of it, like where do I start? What stations do I call? What, st- what shows do I run on? What are the scripts I need to put together? How does the f- commercial need to look? I mean, there's so many different parts of putting together TV that people just don't get started or even think, sometimes don't even, even, even think about it. So there's not much competition. So, but even people who come to us where I'm like, sorry, the market's sold out. They know TV is a good method, marketing method, but they don't go do it themselves because it's so much to put together, right? Yeah,
1: for sure. Like you were just saying all the steps, my head started to hurt. I'm like, oh man, like I, I don't want to do all that. It's just so much work. Like, it's brain know, that, damage. Yeah, brain damage, right? And then it just the trial and error and the learning curve and how much money you're going to spend. When you start off a business right off the bat, right? I mean, you're going to spend so much money just trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work, right? And at mm. the end of the day, it might not even work, right? Because you did it wrong. You didn't have the right help. So I like the fact that you have, you provided very, it's very easy for you. I like, I like an easy button. Everybody's been listening to the show for a long time. I don't have any tattoos, but if I had a tattoo, it'd be a big ass tattoo of an easy button (laughs) on my chest. Yeah. Just because I want something that's easy for me because I want to go make money, right? I don't want to start something from scratch. That's just my personality. So I like the fact that you, somebody can come in and if if the market's available, you know, you guys have, I'm assuming this is the way it works. You have a consultation. If it's a good fit. If the market's open, right, then you guys can start setting up all the system and processes for them right off the bat. How long would that take?
0: It's pretty quick. I mean, I've, I've had clients come to us and say, you know, hey, I've, I tried TV and I just couldn't get on TV because reps wouldn't call me back. They would try and sell me a $20,000 package in my market for one station. I mean, there are so many different, different things to it. My media guy is super efficient. So we know what works. So we know what stations work. We know what shows work. So basically, when someone comes to us, we just go into their market. We call the stations. My media guy know, knows what questions to answer. He knows who to contact, You know that kind of thing. So he can you typically have a schedule together within about, within about a week to two weeks. While we're doing that, we put scripts together, scripts that we know that work and get, get those approved with our clients. If the client wants to be in the commercial, which we highly recommend, we, we set them up in their market to shoot the commercial. If someone doesn't want to be in the commercial, I can do the commercial. I've done commercials for a lot of our clients or we can hire talent if someone wants something different than you know, me on the camera. So usually it's about a 30-day process. You know, I say 45 to be safe because you know, sometimes investors are busy and it takes them a while to get information to us. But for the most part, we do most of the work and we can get our side done within about three to four weeks.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's, not, that's a pretty quick turnaround. So what happened during COVID, right? So when COVID hit, now you have all these eyeballs right watching TV like it was like nonstop I saw something like the ratings of TV like skyrocketed just because everybody was home watching TV right so h- how did that help or did that affect it positively negatively or how did that go for for TV commercials
0: well TV's been pretty consistent for us over the last 9 years I'd have to go now that you mentioned that I haven't really looked at that data I'd be interested to go back and look between March and You know, March and December, or even March to March, just to kind of see if the if there was an uptick in calls. I imagine there probably were because you're right; there are more people that are that are looking at commercials when they're at home. But we've we've always done pretty well with TV, so it's not like we're like, man, we got four deals this month. That's not you know that's unusual. But I'd be interested to go back and look at it. You know, we did launch a lot of uh, clients through COVID, and you know, clients are killing it through COVID. So it's kind of cool how COVID has actually helped. Our real estate investing business. You were probably in the same boat when COVID hit. I thought the mar- I thought it was going to be doomsday. I thought everything was going yeah, to crash. Was, yeah. Oh man, it was. Yeah. Sure. So so looking back, almost two years from now, seeing that prices have gone up thirty, even sometimes fifty percent in some markets since COVID hit, it's crazy. Crazy yeah, to think.
1: So you do run the commercial. You do everything right in the back end. You still got to have yourself. Your you got to have a closer, right? Because people are calling in. You still got to do that part of the business, right? The TV is not going to land you the contract, right? So hopefully that's not a misconception of everybody out there, right? You still have to go out. You still got to close that project, right? Am I, am I, yeah. am I assumed to, to say that? Am I right?
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, we do have a small percentage of our clients that don't do well with TV, We've only had one market that I can tell you right now that I know that leads were, just weren't coming in. It was the weirdest thing. Uh, we launched we did it for six months, and he was only getting like five calls, five calls a month, which statistically, he still should have done probably a couple of deals, but it was really dry. But most of our clients, when they get on TV, they get a lot of leads. And every once in a while, like we just had one cl- cancel a couple of days ago. they They sent us the numbers or they sent a cancellation notice. They'd been on TV for for ninety days and i said okay can you give us your numbers like i'd like to know why you're canceling and they'd gotten 90 leads and only converted one so i'm thinking okay i don't know if that's a tv issue i feel like that that has to be a conversion issue because statistically with tv for every 10 to 20 leads you should be doing a deal And if you're not doing very well in the closing, it should be one out of every 30, right? So anytime we get someone on TV, we just want to make sure upfront, like, I don't want to spend your money if you're not going to convert. So we do pre-qualify our our clients and make sure that they either have the team set up that they need to to convert the leads, or at the very least, they have an idea of what they need to set up because they're going to have to do work within the next 30 days to get that set up, to, to get those deals closed. Sure.
1: Awesome. Well, that's, that's some good stuff, Tony, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, you are the first one and the only one that's talking about TV advertising or, uh, for real estate investors on this podcast. So I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, how can we get a hold of you? How can the audience, how can we all get a hold of you?
0: Yeah. If you guys are interested in TV, go to realestatemasterstv.com. Again, realestatemasterstv.com. You can see more information about uh, our program. You can fill out your information and see if your market's available. If it is, set up a, a call with my team and we'll see if we can get you on the, uh, on the air and start crushing it with TV
1: commercials. Awesome. Thanks for that. Thanks for, for saying that all exactly as I would have said it, but so I'm glad you know your website, Tony, which is awesome. <laughs> Definitely good. Yeah. But, look, this brings me to the best part of the show, And uh, it's gonna take about three to three minutes or so. This is what I call the Naked Truth Roulette. I'm gonna roll the roulette. It's gonna be three random questions. Got nothing to do with real estate, nothing to do with real estate, just so we know that uh, you are a real person. Ready? (laughs)
0: Okay. All right. Let's go.
1: First one. Let's go. First question for Tony. All right. If you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would it be?
0: Oh my gosh. I haven't watched cartoons in so long. Actually, I know who it would be. I don't know if it's a cartoon character, but have you seen the movie Peter Rabbit?
1: Yeah. Peter Rabbit. Yeah, for sure.
0: Dude, that is the best animated show. I've, I, actually, even movie. I think that's the funniest, like coolest little show. So I'd say Peter Rabbit for sure. All right.
1: Peter Rabbit. That's the first time I've ever heard of Peter Rabbit. So that's, yeah. that's good. That's good. All right. First time for everything. Second question.
0: This is fun, man. You never know what you're going to get, right?
1: Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, this is neat. All right. What is the craziest thing you ever sneaked into the movie theater?
0: Uh, I don't know if it's crazy, but I, I'm pretty sure I've snuck alcohol at some point into a movie theater. Okay. okay I, think every, I think, I yeah, think, I think probably everybody has, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's not, it's not water in that, in that mug, you know, in that, you know? It's, it's, oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. I've snuck water too. And you, you know what? It's like $10 at some places for like a bottle of water. Yeah. So to sneak a bottle of water and you're so actually saving quite a bit of money.
1: My 20 year old told me the story where him and his friends walked into the movie theater. They uh, snuck in, I think it was some cereal, crunch, half a gallon <laughs> of milk, bowls, spoons, and like a bag of chips or something like that. I'm like, how the hell did you get all that in the movie theater? You know? <laughs> it was hilarious. Anyways, and they're watching the movie. It was, it was like a suspense movie. And he said, I could hear was them crunching. <laughs> oh,
0: no, that's crunching funny.
1: Anyway, so I thought it was hilarious. But, you know, anyways, that's all right. So alcohol. Yeah, I've heard that one a few times. Third question for Tony. All right. I forgot to ask if you're married or anything like that. If you have kids. I forgot to ask that. It's my fault. But this question is if you could take any celebrity on a date, who would it be?
0: Oh, man. My wife doesn't listen to these, luckily. So, oh, man. Who would it be? Dead or I... alive? Dead or alive? Oh, well, dead would be kind of weird.
1: Well, I mean, you know, if you were back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Who would it be? I would say probably Kate Beckinsale.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like sure. that,
0: I like that. you know, slim, dark haired look. That's, she kind of looks like my wife. So that, that's a safe answer.
1: There you go. Safe answer for sure, man. <laughs> thank you, Tony, for answering the questions on the Naked Truth Roulette. Thank you for being a good sport.
0: Absolutely, man. That's fun.
1: Yeah. I just like to do that because then we just all get a chance to get to know you, right? You know, you're still a real person. You've been doing real estate successfully for 20 years, right? You have five different businesses, but we, at the end of the day, right, we're still human beings, right? We're still like, we still snuck alcohol into movie theater, you know? We still like the uh, Peter Rabbit, you know, as a cartoon. So you know, it just it, it hit it hits home, right? So I appreciate you answering those calls and um, those questions. So anything else before we let you go?
0: Now the only other thing I'll say is I I don't know exactly who watches this uh, or listens to this podcast, but any which way, I kind of talked about TV. I talked about your network, but the thing I really love talking about is automating your business and doing what it is that you love to do. So for many years, I struggled with doing things that I thought I needed to do, meaning like project management and property management and meeting with sellers and all these things that produced results for the most part. But what I realized was, is that I wasn't nearly as good as I thought I was because there were people better and there are people better that do those jobs now. And once I stepped out of those jobs, I realized how much I really didn't like it because it was sucking my energy. So when you guys are building your businesses, even if you guys have this most successful business out there, I just know too many people that take on too much, that don't do the things that they really like in their business. And they just work way too hard. So as I mentioned earlier, I work 40 hours a week, typically, you know, I'll go on vacation a lot. I'll do three day weekends. You know, I really take a lot of time. Like this afternoon, I'm taking off and I'm going to go play pickleball this afternoon. Like, you know, I just, I make it more of like, me doing the things that I like to do hiring the things I don't like and it's just so much easier and you talk about network network doesn't necessarily just mean like networking with people and having like a support community your network could be people that are doing things for you as well you know I've got a YouTube guy I've got a Facebook guy I've got I've got so many other people outside of my business my media guy you know does most of the work with our TV clients like I just leverage myself with other people which allows me to do more and get more for my people and clients so when you guys are building your businesses again, just there's so you know, you mentioned the easy button. I don't know that there's really an easy button for everything or for, for that many things, but there is an easier button. I like Cause that because even even though I have people that are manage a lot of that stuff, it's not always easy. There's still I, I still have to foreclose on properties. I still, I mean, there's there's things that, that come up, but there definitely is an easier button. You just have to figure out how to get there.
1: Awesome, Tony. Thank you so much for being on the show and you have a great weekend and enjoy that pickleball game.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man.
1: Cool. Nice to have you. Just as promised, I like to give out free stuff, some tools and tips that's actually helped me in my business. There's nothing out there like getting some free stuff that people have spent a lot of time, energy in putting together. It's like a referral. Somebody asked me for an electrician. You don't know what kind of brain damage I had to go through to give you this good referral for an electrician. You gotta appreciate referrals from people, okay? Because they went through a lot to find that one good person. So I'm gonna give you my due diligence template for buying apartment buildings. It's attached to monday.com. It is an affiliate link, so they're gonna send me a kickback. Not a lot, but a little bit. But you can either download it as an Excel, Or you can put it on monday.com. Monday.com is pretty cool because it's a project management platform software. It's super cool. I use it all the time for my social media, for my team, tracking deals, doing tasks for everybody. It's uh, it's actually pretty good. You can track construction. It's a project management platform. It's a really cool Monday, like the day, monday.com. So my due diligence checklist is there for free for you. This has been The Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw.
0: If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend.
1: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.